because and then I'm gonna wear it to go vote. <laughs> I came for the shit show. It, honestly, it's I saw not political. Nope, it's not. It's not because it's just the reality that we're living in at this point. That's right. I saw we live somebody, in a dumpster fire. I came for the do. shit show. That's it. My sister was telling me she saw somebody post, "I'm voting for whoever throws the first punch." <laughs> And I have I never agreed with something where I was like, yeah, sure. When I died, though, when Biden was like, shut up, man. Oh, my God. Because that was God. the most genuine reaction of just frustration. I know. It tickled me pink. At the same time, I was like, girl, why are you telling him to shut up? He's just calling you on your shit. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It's like you're, you're both horrible people. You're both worse than a dumpster fire. Like, I don't even know. Maybe you're just a shit fire because I'm not sure what could be worse. All right, hey guys, this is Sammy Joe. I have Kitty on with mm-hmm. me today. Hey. So we thought we'd do something a little bit fun since we're in the we're in the month of Halloween, my favorite holiday. Um, and we thought we'd do a little true crime episode for you guys. We both come up Hell with. Yeah. Yes, we're both so excited. Both true crime junkies have been obsessed forever. And really excited to share some fun stuff with y'all. Yeah, so I'm super Mm -hmm. excited. I've been giddy since we talked about this. I I got so excited. Like, you get that excited sweat. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. It's like like the nervous spritz. I was like, oh my God, is this happening? I know. And then, you know, you immediately start go searching. You're like, oh, that one's good. But then... Ooh, yeah, that one's even better. And I'm 100% sure I'm on some FBI watch list from my Google search alone. No, yes, agreed. But, agreed. Like somewhere, some country has me on a no-fly list. <laughs> I'm, not getting up my, I'm not getting my passport. I ain't getting out of the country. They're like, this bitch, no. You're done. Your FBI <laughs> agent is like... some garbage bags in her trunk. <laughs> We can't be having none of that. <laughs> Your FBI agent said, uh, no, ma'am. <laughs> How do you expect me to work with this? Google search history. <laughs> you are grounded. <laughs> oh, my God. So do you want to tell them or do you want me to tell them what happened when we first started, came up with this whole thing? Oh, you can go ahead. So, <laughs> so Kitty and I are both, like I said earlier, obsessed with true crime, have been forever. Kitty, obviously... Like, longer than I have. But mm-hmm. we both picked the same case, which made me yes. giggle. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so I like, we need to set boundaries. <laughs> yes. You pick from this side of the country. I'll pick from this side this time. <laughs> you get the north. I'll get the south. Whatever. We'll cover that or vice versa. Oh, it yes. just... <laughs> It was hysterical, and yes. I was so excited, and I loved that Snapchat conversation we had. Hold on to your hats. And I was like, <gasps> no. <laughs> yes. I can so tell. <laughs> you were like a mind's unsolved. I was like, no. I know. I love how all we said was like the area, and we both knew. We were like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. Because what's more, what's more perfect on Halloween or in the month of Halloween? Yeah. I mean, this whole year, 2020, has been like a, a practice in Halloween. Oh um, my God! Yes, you know, just a giant dumpster fire, and <laughs> why not send it out with some true crime? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the best way, the best nightcap, if you will. Yes. Yes. 
All right, so we had decided a little bit earlier. I think, Kitty, do you do you want to go first? Are you comfortable with that? Yeah. All right, great. Yeah, I'll go first. All right, you take it off. Go ahead. So here goes mine, y'all. Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to cite my sources after the yep. fact, but let me just say, Wikipedia... Amazing. You got me. Murderpedia. Yes. You got me. And longisland.com. Mm. You got me. <laughs> so, amongst the beautiful beach dunes and the picturesque homes lining Long Island's south shore lay deep and dark and tragic underbelly. With this suburban utopia, the most awful of secrets that have finally been laid bare for all the world to see, save the identity of the culprit who committed the crimes. We speak of none other than the infamous Long Island serial killer, also known as the Gilgo Beach Killer or the Craigslist Ripper. Wow, I'm so excited for this one. I'm so excited. Yeah. So he is an unidentified individual who's allegedly responsible for the murder of between 10 and 17 women and one man, Mm. and the subsequent dumping of their bodies along the Ocean Parkway over a period of nearly 20 years. Um, We begin in December of 2010. Suffolk County Police Department Officer John Malia and his handy dandy German shepherd named Blue were out conducting a search for Shannon Gilbert, a 24 year old prostitute from Jersey City who had been missing since May 1st after visiting a client in Oak Beach she had met through Craigslist so let me just stop there okay, let's, let's talk just about send it. a reminder let's not do some booty calls on Craigslist can we not do that, can we talk about that <laughs> yes we can let's, let's go ahead and let it be known y'all be safe Nothing good happens on Craigslist. Nothing. And that's on God. <laughs> yes, that's on period and God. Jesus don't even like Craigslist. I'm Mm-mm. just saying. It's you not know, a good don't. place. So, little Miss Shannon, um, she goes missing after she visits a client that she met through Craigslist. And while conducting that search in the dunes of the Ocean Parkway on South Shore of Long Island... On their own time, um, Detective Malia and Blue come across something that sparked horror and outrage nationwide. The skeletal remains of a woman stuffed into a worn burlap sack. And I'm just like, um, I I did this on my own time? No. (laughs) No. Somebody better clock me in. That's and yes, exactly. I like when I this is about as far as I got into it. I remember the burlap sack just like sending me over. I was like, why? Like, yes, okay, continue. Sorry, it's so like it's so cruel, yeah, and disturbed all at once. And then you know, every scary movie has someone with a burlap sack over their head, and I'm just not down for any of that, so. I can't. I cannot. So, the remains, however, were not Gilbert's. Um, the horrifying discovery led a pol- uh, led the police to search um, the entire Ocean Parkway between the towns of Gilgo Beach and Ocean Beach in Suffolk County, in the areas of Joan Beach, Jones Beach State Park in Nassau County. Two days later, the search uncovered three more bodies, all female, that had been unceremoniously dumped along the dunes in 
and thick vegetation lining in the roadway. It was at that time that the Suffolk County Police Commissioner Richard Dormer was quoted by the news media as saying the unfathomable four bodies found in the same location pretty much speaks for itself. It's more than a coincidence. We could have a serial killer. And I'm just saying, if I'd have heard that on the news, I'd have been like, nope, we out. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. We got some trash bags. The fact that they went looking for one individual and found so many more bodies is so disturbing. So disturbing. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then for him to come out and say, and you know, of course they don't say that anymore. Ever. Because it does, it does cause panic. And I started to panic reading the story. I was like, (laughs) damn, he said that on TV? No, seriously, because at that, at that point you're like, what what you're admitting to a serial killer what yeah and could you imagine just having a beach house out there just being like oh hell no (laughs) sell it put it on the market (laughs) yeah it's done we done we done (laughs) so the initial four bodies were identified in January of 2010. Um, Megan Waterman, 22, of South Portland, Maine, who had gone missing June 6, 2010. Maureen Brainyard Barnes, 25, of Norwich, Connecticut. And y'all, if I'm if I'm butchering these town names, it's because I'm from Texas. And don't hate on me. Okay. No, I think you're doing great. I think you're doing great. As okay. a person who lives up here, that sounds great to me. That sounds totally okay. good. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Because I'm just saying, I have to work with branches in Natchitoches, Louisiana, and that's not spelled anywhere near what what it looks like. What? Natchitoches? How do you spell that? Natchitoches. N-A-T. What? I-C-H. I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. I don't even need to know the rest. That that doesn't spell Natchitoches. (laughs) All right. So, on we go. So, yeah. Um, Looks like... The next one, okay, so Maureen was last seen on July 9th, 20, 2007. Melissa Barthel- Bartholomew, 24, of Erie County, New York, missing since July 10th, 2009. Amber Lynn Costello, 27, of North Babylon, New York, who had disappeared uh, September 2nd, 2010. All four women were revealed to have been escorts and or prostitutes and had advertised their services on the classified advertisements website Craigslist. The remains of each woman were found stuffed in an individual rotting burlap sack, and autopsies later revealed that all women had died of strangulation. So, Wait, do we know, was it ligature strangulation or just regular strangulation? You know, it doesn't say, and yeah. I, I'm wondering yeah. if it doesn't say because he's still at large. On the loose, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, it, they never really say a whole yeah. lot. What year, what year were, did these women go missing again? I'm so sorry. Um, so they went missing. Some of them, I think it looks like from 2007 forward. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's, the four that's bodies. Recent. Yeah. So it's 2007, 2010, um, wow. and also 2009 in there. So it looks like, you know, it was like one a year or a little more. Yeah. Which wow. is terrifying. Yeah. <clears throat> and again, with that damn burlap sack and Craigslist. Chilling, chilling. I bet you, I bet you we could go on Craigslist not right now and probably find some burlap sacks. Girl, I'm I bet, you're, I bet you're right. Dirty. Mm-hmm. So, Gilgo Beach remains to be a beautiful 
but it is impossible or a beautiful beach but it's impossible to forget everything that happened there and i don't know how people live there i don't know how people still go there i know because that would be all i would think about 100 percent um yeah those bodies were found 50 feet from here or whatever yeah um 10 feet away Mm-hmm. So, such a gruesome string of crimes was essentially unheard of on Long Island, and as the authorities continued and widened their scope of the search, their grim discoveries continued to increase in late March and early April of 2011. An oh additional God. four bodies were found. So, we had four, oh and now God. we've got four more. Eight bodies. About one, yeah, one about a mile east from where the first four were located, mm-hmm. and three more on the north side of the highway several miles further down. What differed about these four was that none of their remains were encased in burlap, as the initial four had been. Yeah. And again, Shannon Gilbert, whose disappearance had initially sparked this search, was not among them. Oh, my God. So eight bodies, they haven't found her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's... she's, was still missing. So Suffolk County police expanded their search into Nassau County in an effort to find more potential bodies. Of these four additional victims to date, only one has been identified. And I actually think that where I got this information, um, there has been another, I think in May of this year, there was another that was identified. Oh my God, oh my God. Um, Yeah. So Jessica Taylor, 20, of Manhattan, went missing in July of 2003. So these are earlier. Yeah. And had also worked as a prostitute. She was found missing her head and hands and had to be identified via DNA. Um, Her skull and hands were later discovered at Gilgo Beach. I'm just Mm. saying, don't go to Gilgo Beach. Y'all quit going. Some shit is happening in there. Stay in Massachusetts. (laughs) Stop going to New York. Yeah, I mean, go go to Jersey. Some I don't know. Do anything but go to Gilgo Beach, y'all. Yeah. The other three bodies have only been identified as Jane Doe number six, a possible Mm -hmm. prostitute who was found dismembered, and the body of a young Asian male, again, likely a prostitute, dubbed John Doe, who -hmm. had died of blunt force trauma. The fourth corpse, that of a toddler between the ages of 16 and 24 months, and dubbed Baby Doe, had been found wrapped in a blanket and showed no visible signs of trauma. Suffolk officials have not ruled the baby's death a homicide and speculate that it was unrelated to the alleged victims in the Long Island serial killer, as it obviously didn't fit with their established modus operandi in any discernible way. So, we have three three unidentified victims as of the article that I was um, pulling from and I believe that the Jane Doe number six has been found. She has been identified now. Thank God. Yeah. But and then you know can you imagine finding a baby? Yeah that shocked (sighs) me. I was trying to like hold in my reaction so that you can like get a sentence out without me me interrupting (laughs) but I mean, that's horrific. Yeah. A child, a baby. That's a little baby. A baby. It uh. is terrifying. <clears throat> At this point, the Nassau County and New York State Police Department had joined the investigation with both coordinating Suffolk County to pool their resources. And on April 6, 2011, Nassau County Police Detective Kevin, or Lieutenant Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. noted that his 
department would further explore and investigate any criminal activity which may be in close proximity to the recently discovered human remains found in Suffolk. So now you've got Nassau, Suffolk, and, you know, a couple of other people in there, and it's just, it's it's blowing up at this point. You've yeah, got eight people. Like Ugh, and 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 you know four are common the other four are not found in the burlap bags which um, one is a man yeah um, which is so interesting to me because it's like the consistency with the burlap bag and then now yeah. for them to not so there that's that's yeah. interesting to me yeah it it is which leads them to later on suss out that they think maybe it's more than one more than one person mm, doing this that would make sense so on april 11th the search in nassau county intensified and soon afterwards a set of partial remains were uncovered bones found by a police dog as well as a separate skull from yet another possible victim this brought the body count linked to the alleged long island serial killer to 10 Mm. On April 22nd, police found two human teeth while hacking through thick brush alongside Ocean Parkway with machetes and chainsaws. Hold the hell on. Yeah. <laughs> so if you drive by mm-hmm. and you see police hacking away on the side of the street with machetes and chainsaws. Yeah. That's a, that's Girl, I'm stopping and whipping out my phone. I'm 100% like, no, I, I am. I'm, I gotta know what's going on. If I see a police officer yes. with a machete alone, I'd have been like, what the hell's going on here, sir? Yes. I need to know. Yes. I'm like, first <laughs> off, I'm inserting what myself are you immediately. Doing? <laughs> what's going on here? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to make your explanation, sir. <laughs> um,. So these partial remains have never been identified, um, except as Jane Doe number three, Jane Doe number seven, and the remains of Jane Doe number three were discovered in a plastic bag near Jones Beach State Park, and DNA analysis indicate her to be the mother of baby Doe. Oh, poor baby. So there's a baby and a mama. Okay, so both of them, then, that's interesting that both of them. Yeah. So I wonder if the mom was a sex worker and somehow the baby was... You know around or something yeah Ugh, that breaks my heart i don't know dna also linked jane doe number seven whose skull and several teeth were recovered at is it tobey beach sounds great to um, me to <laughs> to a set of severed legs found in a garbage bag on fire island oh, in april 1996 so here we go we're backing up yet again all the way back to 96 that's insane. So um, this person has been doing this, or these people have been doing this for a long for 20 time. Years. Yeah, and that's and so now we're it, dealing with insane. completely different. They're being dismembered. Yes. God damn. Yes. Damn. I mean, you have to be sick. Like <laughs> literally, it just reminds me of the poor black Dahlia. You know, she was dismembered, yeah. and to this day, nobody knows. Somebody knows, but yeah, they, that's on God. But they somebody does know. <laughs> So, let's see, April, okay, so on September 20th, 2011, uh, police released a composite sketch of Jane Doe number six and John Doe, in addition to photographs of matching jewelry worn by both, Jane Doe number three and Baby Doe, in hopes of identifying the victims. In December 2016, authorities linked the DNA of Jane Doe number three to the 
unidentified torso of a woman found in Hempstead Lake Park. So he just like is going on an Easter egg hunt. He's literally just, just throwing body parts. Pieces. Oh my God. Yeah. The victim had been dubbed Peaches under the Hempstead Lake Park investigation. Oh. I don't even know why, and I'm kind of pissed off about that. So Yeah, I want to so, know why. No, so named for a tattoo on the woman's chest. Okay. Uh, she had tattoo of peaches on her chest? I don't I, I don't mean, know. that's what I would assume. Something. <laughs> According to a recent Long Island press report, investigators said that Peaches was a black woman between the ages of 20 and 30. Her tor- torso was discovered by a hiker who found it stuffed in a plastic bag inside a green Rubbermaid container on June 28, 1997. Because no head has been found to match Jane Doe number three or Peaches, police have not been able to release a composite sketch of what she may have looked like. So she remains unidentified at this point. Um, Authorities have begun to speculate that the alleged killer was someone familiar with law enforcement techniques as the phone of one of the victims was used to call the deceased sister several times. However, the calls were too short in duration to be traced and the locations used, such as Manhattan's Penn Station, were too highly trafficked for anyone in particular to stand out. What the fuck? So is he a businessman or is he just some, you know, criminal causing trouble? I'm I'm so pissed about the... There's no clarity. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't... I don't know. I don't... I don't know. And then I'm like, how do you know it was him? I mean, if this dude's out tossing body parts, like, you know... Yeah. Trash, then why would you think that he has the phone? Why would mm-hmm. why would you think that he wouldn't have just tossed the phone and someone random picked it up? I was just about to say that. How do you know it wasn't some kid who found the phone who was like, ooh, yeah. phone, and then calling yeah. the sister to maybe try and figure out who it is? Because you know that girl. Phone I have call. my phone and yeah. my sister as my sister is sister, sister. Yeah. So exactly, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's really, really... That one, that part really bothers me as well. Um, And it says on June 16th, 2011, Suffolk County Police raised the reward for information leading to an arrest in the murders from $5,000 to $25,000. Well, thanks. I mean, we've got 10 bodies here. You can't identify, like, eight of them. And it was only $5,000? Honestly. Honestly. Seriously, maybe um, five thousand per person. Like, let's get some actual incentive behind this. <laughs> right. So this was the largest reward ever offered in the department's history. Oh. Wow. On November twenty ninth, I know, twenty eleven, investigators announced that they believed that all ten deaths were attributable to one individual. Um, previous authorities had speculated that there had been more than one based on differences in the conditions of bodies found Mm. um, and that the killer was almost certainly from Long Island. At this point officials also stated that they did not believe the case of Shannon Gilbert was related in any way to these deaths. Mm. So Gilbert's body, just in case you're wondering, was later found in a marsh about a half a mile from Oak Beach which is where she reportedly disappeared from. Police believe that she had accidentally drowned after stumbling into a swamp in a drug-induced panic. Okay. Which, all right. I have questions. Yeah, I have questions about that, but I'll let more details get out. Yeah, it says, however, an autopsy later commissioned by the Gilbert's family um, had conducted... 
and had conducted by famed former New York City medical examiner, Dr. Michael Baden or Baden revealed that her death and subsequent decomposition was not consistent with drowning. Baden mm-hmm. concluded that there is insufficient information to determine a definite cause of death, but right. the autopsy findings are consistent with strangulation. Oh Despite my God! These findings, it's the MO. Yeah, yeah. Authorities do not believe her death is related to the Long Island serial killer and still consider her death an accident. Wait, I and have a, a sad question. twist. Yeah, was she ahead. found like her whole body was found like was she whole you know what I, I know that's a yeah. horrible question to she ask. was okay okay she was but but I mean the other girls were found whole and and man maybe I don't know right I mean how many of these people yeah. were actually dismembered I mean we see this time and time again where serial killers change their mo or change whatever where they're dismembering and figure oh maybe that's not for me so I mean I still right. maybe this could be one person you know I still think it is I think it's all related in sadder state yet is that Shannon Gilbert's mother, Mary, was found mm-hmm. dead in July of 2016. Um, the apparent victim of a stabbing. What the Mary fuck? Mary, 52, had, aggress- had been aggressively pursuing her daughter's case before, and she was found dead in the apartment of her younger daughter, Sarah Gilbert. What? Sarah, who, said, who is said to suffer from schizophrenia, was charged with the murder of her mother, but pleaded oh. not guilty to the stabbing on um, August 12, 2016. What a twist of events. N- I yeah. mean, I, I can't even process that. Just because you have schizophrenia doesn't make you a murderer. I feel like that's right. not fair. Right. I mean, and, and, you know, if you're not on meds, again, we go back to the please don't neglect your mental health. Right. If you're not on meds, um, you know, right. you can have a psychotic break. And, Absolutely. And it can be violent. However, mm-hmm. I think she did confess to that. So. Oh, she did? Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How sad. Um, it says, although... Gilbert's death was ruled an accident. Her friends and family remain skeptical, which I'm totally on board with them. Um, On December 10th, 2015, the Suffolk County Police Department announced that the FBI had officially joined the investigation. Oh, really? Just just now? Just in 2015? what year? 2015. 2015. And as the murder started, the earliest was 97. Is that what you said? 96? Yeah. And they started discovering bodies in 2010. And they're... Oh, I'm about to get upset. Yeah. Literally, this many bodies. In the- yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they say that they um, they were unofficially assisting police in conducting searches for the victims for a number of years. They officially joined in 2015. Several other bodies discovered in, the, in other areas of Long Island have been speculated to be the work of the Long Island serial killer and are being considered by authorities, although without any hard evidence linking them, their connections are considered speculation and nothing more. Among these victims are... On June 28, 1997, the dismembered torso of an un- on March 3, 2007, a suitcase containing the dismembered torso of an unidentified Hispanic or African American washed up on a beach in Mamaronic. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, Tanya fine. Rush, 39, of Brooklyn, whose dismembered body was discovered in a suitcase on the side of South uh, the Southern State Parkway in Belmore, New York. Um, the remains of an Asian woman between the ages of 20 and 30 years old were found in a sandy area on Sheep Lane in Laddington or Ladding, Laddingtown. And then March 16th, 2013, a 31-year-old Natasha Jugo 
um, disappeared after leaving her home in Queens. On June 24th, 2013, her body washed up on Gilgo Beach. And as for the infamous Long Island serial killer himself, officially known as the unsub by authorities, um, it has been suggested that he is a white male of approximately 20 to 40 years of age. Police say that he is likely a Long Island resident with a deep knowledge of the South Shore and access to burlap sacks that <laughs> several of the victims were discovered in. And again, as stated above, the authorities have hypothesized that the killer was someone familiar with law enforcement techniques. Which makes sense, especially so if he's going and, like, hiding those bodies in that specific... I'm assuming if you're by a beach, yeah. not everything is thick and marshy. I mean, right. you have to I know mean, the area to think, know that. Yeah, I would think you were definitely familiar with the area. Um, I would say probably older. I mean, Danny 10, but, you know, the people started going missing in 96. Right. So, you know, how old was I in 96? I was great gravy i was 23 years old so um i i don't know i really don't they all these murders remain a mystery um and that's where the trail runs cold it's possible that authorities may know more than they're letting on but as of now the investigation continues um into one of the darkest chapters in long island's recent past and you know, we end with, will additional victims of the serial killer ever be found? Yeah, um, seriously. Or will the I mean, serial killer ever be found? And it makes me angry that they don't consider this when, you know, they're they're considering peaches. Right. But here are four more um, torsos, dismembered bodies oh found God. in suitcases and things like that in parks and beaches and they don't consider that together that that then, has there has to that, be some yeah. correlation there there has to be some correlation there i yeah. mean dismembering and especially putting it in something because i'm assuming if it's in a suitcase it's probably to hide the body um versus throwing body parts out but if if it's not marshy where they're finding it that would make sense and it would it would make perfect right. sense for them to be connected right oh. so and then I get outraged sort of all over again because Mm -hmm. how dare, (laughs) here we go back to, you know, back to our our previous episode, Um, (laughs) because they're sex workers or you assume that they're sex workers, their murders aren't more important than anybody else's. Say it. So why, why? you know why is why does their family not deserve justice Mm. they were people the same as anyone else that you see on the street you don't know anyone's circumstances you cannot suggest in good conscience that they're all on drugs you know maybe Mm -hmm. maybe you know they had to do some things that they weren't necessarily proud of to feed their kids or feed their family or do what they got to do you know i'm not here to pass judgment on them right it's but their lives matter just as well as anyone else's. So absolutely, why why are you know why did it take that long? If the first one went missing in '96, mm, say ugh, like and like nobody it's still was a found person until 2010. Yeah, what the fuck? How? Like how? 
And there's, you know, on Reddit, because I'm a Reddit girl I love girl Reddit, well, yes. There's all kinds of assumptions about the only reason that people were even out looking for Shannon Gilbert was because her parents, her family, was were very aggressive um, mm. in, you know, in her being missing and her being found. And so that was the only reason that they were out looking and the only reason that they stumbled across the first four bodies. And how sad is that? That just because of their occupation, that these women yeah. and that man and this baby, the only reason they were yeah. found is because this family was like, hey, wake the fuck up. There's still a person. Yeah. That is my daughter. And she fucking yeah. matters. How sad is that? That breaks my heart. It Sex does. workers are people, just like you and I. I Yeah, and I think that there's... Ugh. A natural bias that happens when people just think oh well you know you're you're a sex worker so you don't matter or you know the color of your skin you don't matter mm. you you know if you grew up in a poor neighborhood and you didn't really have any money you're considered trash so you don't really mm. matter we're not gonna we're gonna do the you know the the requisite oh you know hey we're looking but we just can't find anybody you know no one looks good for this Oh my god. I just don't I'm not for that. It no, it takes me to a place not. like Yeah, like have you heard about the Atlanta child killer? Oh my they, god, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Payne Lindsay did um an entire series on the Atlanta child murders. Oh, I did not know that. That that literally sent me over the edge when yeah. you know, you've got kids going away by the dozens and no mm-hmm. one's paying attention because yep. they're brown kids or black yep. kids yeah no, i don't think so I absolutely don't think so. and i have always and and to the guy who was charged with those murders i have always yeah. just wanted a little bit more evidence i don't know enough about that case but yeah. i know enough to say i wish i had a little bit more evidence a little bit more yeah. but also if he's the one who did it burn in hell but also <laughs> Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's yes. like how pathetic. And you go back to the Candyman in Houston, Texas, where those young yes. boys were going missing. And basically the police officers were playing who can go home earliest from their work. Yeah. And it's so sad. So it sad. Is. All because you come from. To, yeah. 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 Go ahead. No, I, I mean just to back say, on police officers because right. there I know some tremendous police officers. You and I both. You, you and know, I, I both. Know some Absolutely. Who would walk through fire for anyone and it doesn't matter what your station Mm -hmm. in life is or you know what the color of your skin is I know those those police officers and you know right maybe that's because of the area that I'm in but yeah I I just cannot imagine considering that the people any less because of you know because of what you assume their color of their skin or where they grow up is there have been um, there have been suspects that have been named, but all quickly um, pushed to the wayside. So I don't even want to yeah. venture yeah. out any names. I felt it was more important to pay honor to the yeah. victims um, than the suspect because he deserves to rot in mm-hmm. hell regardless. Yeah. So. Um, you know, it's it to me the more tragic thing about this story is number one that it's gone on for so yeah. long. Number two that um, they have no real suspect, mm. and number three that all of these victims in this day and age, you're telling me in 2020, 
we can't run them Say through it. some ancestry Say DNA it. or something yeah. and find out who they were. Uh. That these people have to remain Jane Doe and John like, Doe. We have, I know it, we have the no. equipment, or maybe not the equipment is the word I'm looking for, but the technology yeah. to figure out something. Yeah. I know there was some sort of DNA found. 23andMe. 23andMe caught the East Area say Rapist. It. Yes. So come everyone, on now. Everyone go by 23andMe. <laughs> promo code. What's she yeah. going to say? Just kidding. I wish. but if you want to you Mm -hmm. could sponsor her (laughs) yeah seriously please (laughs) yeah so that that is the story of the long island Island serial killer who is still at large who has not been caught and um so right now the body count is between 10 and 16 people i firmly believe that it is higher Mm -hmm. than that um yeah, and they but, just haven't been found. You know, we'll never really yep. know. Wow, great job. That was a great, you did a great job telling that. That was incredible. Thanks. It was a good that one. That was a really good one. All right. All right, so, guys, if you live in Long Island, if you grew up in Long Island, and yeah. I know I have some friends and some nanny families who listen to this podcast who did grow up in Long Island, Guys, if you know anything, 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 even anything weird that you saw, don't be shy. Reach out. Let's really try and help as much as we can. Yeah. Now, this is a really small group of people together. But if you know anything Tell the um, or saw anything that was weird, yes, please reach out yeah. um, to the authorities over in, is it Nassau County? and or Suffolk you County, know, we'll figure Nassau out a link. County, yeah, yeah, we'll put it down. Um, yeah, even the we'll FBI put it in the show notes so we can make sure. Involved involved yeah so actually after hearing that i know this is really weird but for some reason the delphi murders popped in my mind yes oh my gosh did you think that too oh because i was like lloyd they didn't release any details so we don't know but what if those girls were found in burlap sacks or something like that like i I mean we should do an entire podcast on the delphi yes Oh my God. No, I so would love that because I, you know, that's like my late night Reddit thing where I go in and I'm like, I want this case to be solved more than anything. Cause I'm yeah, just telling you, absolutely. I can't hear those three words down the hill. Girl sends me straight over it. the edge. <laughs> so when we're in Maine and so we have a camp that we usually stay at and Matt's family's camp is down the hill from us. So Matt's mm-hmm. always like, oh, down the hill. And I'm like, don't say that you're going to trigger me. <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea what you've just said to me. Yes. <laughs> well, and I work with some girls because um, some of our branches are in Indiana where all of this happened. Oh, my God. And so they are, they I would love said to that hear the communities are still all up in arms, and I would be too, Yeah, you know, and it's yeah. all a bunch of, you know, speculation, and, and there's a yeah. lot of blame being thrown around, and I think, mm-hmm. that, I mean, there's a lot of speculation, and we could, we could the, do an entire episode on Delphi. Oh, we absolutely could. We should. Actually, let's go ahead yeah. and get that on the books, yes. because I could talk for hours about that. Yes. Because the FBI got involved so fast and that's kind of one of the things that I was like oh that's interesting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from the beginning of that case so great job that was a great story really I mean I was really just sucked in from the first word thank you to longisland.com because they did a tremendous job wrapping this up and putting some pictures out there so I um, was able to sort of see where I was reading about and it's it's so so sleepy you know beach community and it's beautiful, but I'm like, God. you know, it only goes to show that you, 
everything is surface deep, you have to go deeper. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. All right, awesome. tell me yours. All right. Okay, so I have a little um, paragraph to share with you mm-hmm. that kind of gives a nutshell of mine. So um, I'll give the where I got a lot of my information from after I give my little intro because I don't want to give anything away. Mm-hmm. So today I'm going to cover a theory that involves approximately 45 victims in more than 25 cities across 11 states. Uh, Together, the murders are from all the way back from 1997 and allegedly as recent as 2017. And actually, I read an article even this morning that uh, even 2019. What? Um, Yep. These victims are almost always out with their friends and they go missing, only later to be found drowned in the nearest body of water. With With their deaths classified as undetermined or an accidental drowning and near some of the bodies, a painted smiley face is found. Today I'm doing the smiley face killers. Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) I mean, I, as soon as, that was my number two, if I wasn't going to do the list, I was going to do this one. And I have done, this is one of those ones, like the Delphi murders that I go back to that I'm like, I need answers and I need them now. Right. Um, So where I got my, some of my information, actually a lot of my information from was there's a show on oxygen called the smiley face killers Mm -hmm. um by the detectives who actually um i guess founded or really forefronted this theory they're the ones who came up with it um of course read it and i got gd investigations um from for one of the one of the victims there was an article on him and several others that i will have in the show notes so 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 i'm just gonna kind of dive into it yes i'm really excited yeah so the thing with the smiley face killers or killer is it's purely a theory. And like I said, most of the victims are out with their friends at a bar just having fun and then they disappear. They could have mm-hmm. gone to the bathroom, gone to get another drink, maybe some fresh air, maybe saw a cute girl at, a, at, a, at the bar and then they're never to be seen again. So these victims, like I said, were found in a body of water. A lot of them are found face up, which is really interesting because most drowning victims are found face down yes. due to lividity and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, there's no consistent time that these victims are held, but they are almost always held for either days, weeks, and some of them even months. So the thing about these victims and how they're found is it's the water search and rescue team. So when you think about it, they aren't really trained for homicides. They're trained to find people who went swimming and then never came back up or were, you know, drug under. So they're not really ready to find murder victims per se. Right. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of early steps that are missed, like photos and assessing the bodies correctly, et cetera, et cetera. Um, most of the, so most of the search and rescue team, people say that their view or not their view, their goal is to get the bodies out of the side of the public as fast as possible. Yeah. So pictures aren't taken away. Again, like I said, there's very little examination of the body, which leaves almost everything up to the medical examiner, uh, which should be fine. But we've heard of this not once, not twice, but a few times in true crime where either they're, you know, dirty, not the most trustworthy, or they're just missing because this is what they do all day and they have so many bodies to process. Sure. And it's a huge responsibility. You know, it's a huge responsibility. So... It's happened time and time again. But anyways, I'll get into it. So the theory starts with um, Patrick McNeil. So Patrick McNeil was about 20 years old at the time of his disappearance. He was last seen at the Dapper Dog in Manhattan, February 16th of 1997, around midnight. Patrick went to the bathroom. He said he wasn't feeling good, said he was going to throw up. So one of his friends was like, you know what, Patrick, I'll go with you. Like, don't worry about it. 
and when she came back out of the bathroom, he was gone. Uh, so the autopsy report actually showed that he had very little alcohol in his system, if any, but he was missing for 50 days. So he wasn't found for a long time. So for his blood alcohol content to be that high, obviously there was another, something else was at work. That's not just going to be from the one night. So Patrick came back to tell his friends he was going to go home. He just needed to slip it off. He's going to take the bus home. Um, Again, like I said, one of his friends said she was going to go to the bathroom when she came back. His friends were like, oh, he went outside to get some air. Uh, Come to find out that witnesses saw Patrick leave immediately and start walking away from the bar, and he was being followed. They saw a man and a woman in a parked car, like an asshole taking up an extra space, (laughs) and it was a van. So, y'all, it was a van. So Patrick goes out, he's walking. Say it, that's on God. Do you know, actually, I saw a statistic that was like some strange high percentage of serial killers have green vans. (laughs) I was always mm-hmm. afraid of white, like the white old 70s vans with, See, with no We're going windows. after the wrong color. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's green. It's kidnapper van. Kidnapper it's van. It's green. <laughs> so the, when Patrick turned down to the 90th Avenue, the van also followed him and he was never seen alive again. Um, so some of the witnesses were actually able to get a partial plate. But the detectives at that time who were working this case originally decided that it would be too expensive to try to go after um, a partial plate, which would cost about 1200 bucks. So I'm sure his family would have gladly paid right. for it. That's not a substantial amount of money. But Patrick was found April 7th, 1998, 12 miles away from his last known vacation. I mean, vacation. <laughs> location. <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately, the worst vacation. <laughs> His manner of... Yeah, I know, right? His manner of death was listed as undetermined. The autopsy says that there were no marks on the skin. He had a moderate amount of alcohol in his system, but not enough to make him sick, essentially. So, like I said... I don't know if I said this yet or already, but I thought... Go ahead, go ahead. So, questions immediately arise. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. um, he was found face down in the water? Face up. Face up in the water. But he had no water in his lungs? So I didn't find that anywhere, but I don't believe he did. So he didn't drown. Exactly. Okay. So my first thought is GHB. He was, there was a drug put in his Yeah, roofied, something. That's what I think. Yeah. And so to the detectives who started this, and I meant to put their names in here somewhere. I'm sure they're further down, but um, they also, red flags happened right away. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously the body decays or decomps in a certain manner there's a way that bodies decomp there's rigor there's lividity and we get into like things such as skin slippage which Mm -hmm. is something that comes up so skin slippage happens around two to three days after death it is as disgusting as it sounds i do apologize um apparently he was supposedly in the water for 50 days um even in the cold water of new england there should be a really good amount of decomp on him uh, and he did not have skin slippage the way he should have. Um, I believe when they found him, his body wasn't even, like, discolored, which is really interesting. Yeah. He, he wasn't in mm-hmm. the water long. Exactly. No way. Exactly. Which is, which is a commonality we will see through the rest of these victims that I'm going to talk about. And, again, I really am going to try to name as many of them as possible mm-hmm. because each and every single one of them matter. And you, they're people. And we want this to get solved, you know? Right. 
Right. So within 15 months, two more men disappear and in the exact same circumstances as Patrick, which is just mind boggling. New Year's Eve, 1997, 21-year-old Lawrence Andrews is is gone missing and he's found February of 1998, almost in the exact same spot as Patrick, where he was found. In May of 1998, 19-year-old Joshua Vender vanishes from his dorm only to be found in the Hudson River. The family decides against an autopsy due to their Jewish beliefs. They Mm -hmm. don't believe in all that, which is totally fine. So there's no way to know what was in his you know Mm -hmm. body what the circumstances were all that stuff and again we see time and time again with these victims no external injuries um on the autopsy reports so the victim profile for these victims is they're young men college age athletes smart they're all light-skinned they have dark hair and so now i'm going to get into some of the interesting statistics and there's Mm -hmm. not many but i found some of these to be really riveting so I think it's like, let me see if I wrote this down, 80 some odd percent of the deaths occur around, oh, I'm sorry, all of the deaths occur around a 50 mile perimeter of a major highway, Highway 94. Really? And it's 80 some odd. Yes. Isn't that mind boggling? When I read that, I was like, truck driver. Yeah. (laughs) Immediately. Mm Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So 80 some odd of, yes. Do you have anything you want to say on that anymore? No, go ahead. Sorry. I keep interrupting you because I've got, I'm like, so I'm so invested in this. (laughs) So 80 some odd percent of these deaths occur on the first two weeks of the month and 75% of them was when the moon was half full. And I think less than 20% of these murders have a smiley face found near them, which I think is interesting that they called the smiley face murders, but I also get the catchphrase for it. And who's to say that maybe the area wasn't searched around the bodies correctly, too. Right. Right. That's, wow. I'm sorry. I have to go back to your little known facts for a second, because the highway thing, that's interesting. But tell me the second one again. Mm-hmm. It was... 75% of them happen when the moon is half full. Weird. I mean, that's just weird. That's weird, right? So I have in my head um, someone who believes in like astrology. Hi, me. <laughs> <laughs> and his yeah. moon is in someone else's house. Maybe. Apparently, I don't know what's happening. Something is happening. Something's happening. But I think that's that that shocked me because I was like, that's so weird. Because usually you hear about, you know. If you're going with like the moon and maybe mm-hmm. want to tie in like a satanic thing to it or a, you know, culty thing or however you want to describe that, it would be a full moon or a new moon. Typically right. you would see right. that. So I actually have a really weird story that ties in with this uh-huh. a personal story. <laughs> so, and I'm going to kind of change the transition because again, this happens in so many different states. So in March 29th of 2017, so my birthday, mm-hmm. So before I get into this, I'm just going to tell you. So Matt and I started dating in 2016. He had season tickets that year, the next year, pretty much every year. That's what him and his buddies do. They go to the Celtics game. He went to this game the week before and the week after, but I'm going to kind of dive into this. So Mark Kelleher, 
23, goes missing at a Boston Celtics <gasps> game on March 29, 2017 in Boston, Massachusetts. This was all over the news. Oh. And I remember the first thing I thought of was it's the smiley face killers. Oh my they God. go after these college aged young guys and he is light skinned, dark hair. Yeah. And I remember seeing his picture all over the news and they found him April 16th floating face up in the Charles River. Stop! Really? It's like, I'm so serious. Yes! And I didn't find any articles attaching him to it, but I mean, come on. Yeah. I d- and before I got into this, I honestly didn't know it was anywhere else but Boston because I was like, oh, you know, Boston, you know, the whole Mystic River thing. Right. But... Like, it really, I was like, oh, my God. And so Matt didn't go to that game, I'm sure, pretty much because I was like, it's my birthday. And if you don't hang out with me. (laughs) (laughs) You're fine. He went to the game before and after. You know what I mean? So it was like, that was so close to home. And that, I mean, easily. I mean, Matt's blonde. But, like, who's to say that couldn't have been him or one of his friends? Yeah. It blows my mind. Yeah. It blows my mind. I would be Mm. losing sleep over that one. I, I literally was like, what the fuck? And I remember specifically, as soon as I saw that on the news, I was like, it's the smiley face killers. Yes. When it was happening. I was like, I'm watching this happen in front of my face. Oh All my right. God. So I'm going to get into a few more victims here because I really want to give them the brunt of the story. Yeah. Okay. So Dakota James, 23, was last seen on January 15th, 2017, found near the Ohio River. Uh, he was found in the Ohio River. I'm sorry. March 6th of 2017 so he was missing for a good amount of time Uh, he was described as a friendly great kid athletic smart and he was a swim team captain which is very important to remember especially when we're dealing with the smiley face killers theory due to them drowning Mm -hmm. Um, he was a gay little sweet baby we love him he was in school for his masters so the authorities who responded to this said that out of all the cases that they have fished out of the river that's the worst way to say that out out of all the people they have had to get out of the river (laughs) Um, he by far was in the best shape. So there's, really? he was found 10 miles. Yes, he was found 10 miles down the river. And supposedly for being in the water that long, like there's a lot of things that your body's going to be completely black, first of all. There's yeah. a lot of decomp for being out that amount of time, even that time of year specifically. Um, there was no exter- external trauma, and he was found downstream. So the interesting thing about his case was, and I'm going to get into it in a second, there was a few just like weird coincidences because these cases weren't really super investigated because they were an accidental drowning ruled from almost the beginning, um, mm-hmm. which I think is so interesting because he was a swim team captain. He swam. He, it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. Right. Right. So, unfortunately, Dakota was actually identified because he had a tattoo on his ankle, and that's how he was identified um, through his his mom, actually, to identify him, which is incredibly sad. He had been in the water for six weeks, and the mom said that when she viewed his ankle, um, that it was white. So, when they hired... Yes. So when they hired these detectives, they were, they literally didn't have, they weren't able to get any pictures, anything like that until later. And so they they actually ended up closing the case. So then the private detectives could get into it more. Um, And the Mm -hmm. PIs found that on January 27th, two days after his disappearance, they had been a charge to his PayPal, PayPal account. And that is really interesting. That is really interesting. Yeah, you take five minutes to dive into it and you find some crazy stuff. So where Dakota's body was found was a 30-minute boat ride from where he had been missing. If he was in the water for that whole time, he would have been much further downstream. 
Right. You know what I mean? And there was a dam where they had these walls that would come up and go down so they could like manage the stream. And on mm-hmm. the day that he was found, I think only two were open and they were open maybe a foot and a half, not enough for a body to get through. And for his body to be found in the condition it was found, he was dumped in the water. There's no, there's, I mean, he, you know, and again, face up in the yeah. river. So after a second look, they were able to, the private detectives were able to file a FOIA request um, before all that, since it was a closed case or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they were able to finally get the pictures and they were able to find evidence of a ligature being used on him. So they found he had ligature marks around his neck and on his middle and ring fingers from trying to grab at it, which is incredibly sad. Incredibly sad. But the medical examiner, like, missed the ligature marks? Missed the ligature marks. It wasn't Mm. even written on the report. Ignored the ligature marks. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to get into some theories. Yep. And I'm going to get into some theories here shortly, Mm -hmm. but I have a few more victims I wanted to bring up. So we're going to go on to Brian Wellesley. He was missing for 77 days, and he was in full rigor when he was found, less than three days of decomp. We get into to- Toby Gieb. He was 22 years old, went missing on July 2nd, t- 2005. Um, and he was found on June 12th, uh, face up in the river. And on his gravesite, a smiley face was found later. Brian <sighs> Welzine, on March 17th, 2000, uh, he was 21 years old. He was in college. He washed ashore the Lake Street Beach in Gary, Indiana. There's our connection. Mm-hmm. Um, he had gone missing 77 days earlier in Chicago, Illinois, celebrating Y2K. Uh, and there was a smiley face found near his death site. Tommy Booth February, went missing on February 3rd, 2008. 24-year-old Tommy Booth was found drowned in the Ridley Creek behind a bar. He had gone missing about two weeks earlier on January 19th after celebrating a friend's birthday at the at the um at some bar i can't i don't i didn't write it down his death was ruled a probable drowning and there were no signs of trauma and a smiley face was painted on the wall of the bar under the deck tommy booth was missing for 14 days with less than 24 hours of decomp when he was found and then Hmm. we i'm just going to touch on luke homan from lacrosse michigan now michigan has more accidental drowning rates than any other state which i find really interesting so yeah. Luke Homan went missing on September 30th and he was found on October 2nd. So he was missing for just the weekend. But there are some interesting things on his case that made me wanted to include him. So when he was found at the bottom of the Mississippi River, his clothes were not that dirty um, for being missing all that, that long of a time in a muddy, dirty river you would expect his clothes to be filthy. But I, I mean, I looked at them on the right. film and very clean. And they also had orange flecks. So that means from like spray paint or paint, um, there was mm-hmm. an orange fleck and near where his body would have gone into the water that they, they calculated with like currents and things and wind patterns and all that stuff. It was the same color of paint used that was found on his body and that was on his, on his clothing. He hated really? the water also, his family said. And then, okay, so this is actually really crazy. So mm-hmm. Luke had gotten a ride from a friend or something in a Jeep or some sort of, maybe he'd gotten a ride, I can't really remember. But the police had ended up finding the car that he had gotten a ride in, got cadaver dogs to search the car in pictures. And again, this is on that Oxygen show, so you can watch and see what I'm talking about. 
Um, And they picked up on his scent in the car and blood or bodily fluids near the right passenger compartment. And after finding all this, the lacrosse PD said, you know what, let them go. We don't need that. And they never collected the evidence and the vehicle was let go and nobody was arrested. Come the fuck again. What? Yeah. It's it's crazy. And offensive and defensive wounds were found on the body, which they saw after they filed a FOIA request and were able to get a hold of those pictures. So after supposedly 50 hours in the water, he shines, he shines, he shows absolutely no signs of decomp on his body. So he had literally been in the water. I think they ended up saying three to 12 hours, very, very short amount of time. Um, so they rolled out an accidental drowning and they just let it go from there. Um, yeah. And, and that's the one that uh. really stuck with me because I was like, he literally has paint flux on his on his outfit that right. he was found dead in the river in. I mean, in the car. And then he had a print on his forehead. And in the video, when it shows the car, you can see a, a sneaker that has a beveled end. So it kind of goes up and it matches. Like, the guy gets into it too, but it matches up perfectly with the mark on his forehead. Huh. Okay. Wow. And they just let it go. They were just like, oh, yeah. They just let it go. Yeah, no, no big deal. After cadaver dogs hit on it, too. So. (laughs) It's super. It's insane. It's insane. Because it's like, what the actual F? You know what I mean? You find all this stuff and like, what the fuck? So now I'm going to get into some of the theories. Do you have anything you want to say at this point? Because I've been talking a million miles a minute. No, I think that the the similarities between all of them are really like that's pretty damning um, right? evidence. Yeah, you know, it, it's very damning, and the fact that they they appear drowned, but they didn't drown. Mm-hmm. A lot of them didn't have so. water in their lungs and face up, which is the biggest thing to me because lividity, if you drowned, right. would set in your stomach in your face in those lower parts in your feet and ankles so that i think is really chilling so i'm going to get into some of the theories right now and just read Mm this heads up everybody it gets a little wild because you know this (laughs) is my favorite part so one of the first ones that i found all over reddit all over the internet is some people believe it's police brutality so some people believe that due to law enforcement's lack of investigating or even admit admitting admonition i guess you could say that these Mm -hmm. are even happening that they believe that it is police brutality so there was a few stories i read of people up here in providence in i mean boston even where people were arrested that was the last time they were saw they were taken into custody only days later to be found on the river behind the station or nearby which i think is very chilling and also connects to it being across different states Uh, I'm not saying if I believe that or not, but I just find that to be interesting that it was enough online for me to be like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? There was this crazy story of this guy, Chad. I forget his last name, but he wasn't a big drinker. He was out at a bar where cops usually hung out in Providence, and he was arrested that night for disorderly conduct or whatever, held for a while, and then three days later was found floating face up in a river. And there was a smiley face painted near the near where his body was found on an embankment, which is just chilling. I think it's really chilling. Yeah. That's, and then there's that's terrifying. It's incredibly terrifying. And then there's a story about David Woodman. He's from Southwick, Massachusetts, and he was killed 
unfortunately, by police on June 18th, 2008, after a Celtics game. Uh, he was hospitalized 11 days later. Um, and then I found some really interesting stuff from some subreddits that I'll read here in a minute. But the other mm-hmm. big one that people talk about is that it's group killing, that there's a female accomplice, which I think is very, mm-hmm. this is my favorite one. This is the one I think could be it. And That's the one that I mm-hmm. read about that I spend the most time on, I think, is the one that there's a female accomplice. Yes. So and have you listened group. to the podcast yeah. Radio Rental? Yes. Okay, so you know that episode about that guy when he's in a bar in Boston in 2010 and there's a woman named Candace with, like, really weird but beautiful red hair? Yes. Okay, (laughs) so, and so I'm just going to kind of tell the story for the listeners, but so there's, and I'm going to link the episode in the description so you guys can listen to this because when Mm -hmm. he he says it himself, he's like, what if it's like the smiley face killers, you know? So. So basically this guy's at a bar with his friend and this girl keeps buying them drinks, buying them drinks and he's kind of pretending to drink them but really is pouring them out and his friend gets really drunk so he puts his friend in an Uber to go home but this girl's like, oh come on, let him come home with me. Like we'll have fun. You don't want him to have a good time. And he's like, no, he's just too fucked up. So he starts pretending to get be more drunk than he is and he leaves with this mm-hmm. woman, Candace, goes to the bar and um, she ends up taking him to this house. And I think from what I remember in this story is the house was fairly empty. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm not feeling good. I have to go to the bathroom. He goes to the bathroom and he hears another voice and another girl yeah. voice and another man um, in this empty house. Anyways, come to he ends up getting away after he comes out of the bathroom again and it's a different girl wearing the red wig which is just crazy to me yeah that, like that part blew me away <laughs> yes, yes i was like what the fuck come to find out that house is somebody's summer house and nobody's in it and nobody's been in it for a long time that story stuck with me for so long like that blows yeah. my mind he ends up booking so, it. Like, didn't he book yeah. it out the front door or book it the He's, side door or something? I think it was like the bathroom window is what he <laughs> snuck out of and he was gone. I was like, good for you, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I read on a subreddit a couple of things that were like super interesting. And again, I'll have those linked to the, to the things. But this guy ended up going missing at this girl's under the same circumstances. And he ended up drowning at the river on campus. Mm-hmm. And so she says, I think this is hers. If not, it's another one, and then I'll read hers. But it says, in quote, um, I firmly believe the smiley face murders are real, but perhaps not to the extent that some are pushing. It's extremely difficult to partner up with one or two, but to have an entire countrywide ring of it, you'd need a ringleader and definitive roles and immediate death to any of the individuals involved if they get too close to stepping away, get afraid, etc. But I think it's very possible other killers are copying the smiley face killers and doing Uh, are doing so simply to evade detection and slip into a much larger suspicion that no one can pin on one individual. Which I kind of agree with. With any murderer, there's going to be copycat murders, especially when they're getting this kind of attention, you know? Yeah, and they... Don't they go into a lot of, well, the smiley faces are different. Um, Yeah. Or they're 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 smiley faces found, but they're not, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not the same and they're not in the same spots and they're not, you know, they, they may be near the area of the body but they're not near yep. the body or something like that and like i um, said there's they're on less than half of the cases yeah yeah which i think is just i honestly think that's just to throw somebody off really 100 percent. 
I think probably more than one person. But however, I agree that if you you get more than one person involved, you run the risk immediately of getting caught because, yeah, you know, two people can't keep a secret. <laughs> Somebody one of them is, is dead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like that was one thing. But then I also got to thinking and I was like, I mean, there's all these websites for pedophiles, for whoever, the dark mm-hmm. web. Like, who's to say that these people don't? And this is going to add into my last little, well, one of my last, I have two more. Mm. like ideas of who it could be um and it, it i mean you know there's all kinds of kinks and weird stuff which goes into my next one which is a potential sex cult with it's called aquatic erotic asphyxia or aquatic sexual sadism so they're really? lust killers yes yeah so they kill for arousal or pleasure so you see this in the case of those four nurses in vienna who tortured people by drowning them in hospitals they'd hold yeah. hold their nose and pull the tongue out that horrible thing but mm-hmm. it's like it's a thing we've heard of this before it's it's not completely new which i thought was interesting because it's like yeah like it's this, it's it's a it's a kink if you if you want to say it but also it's like yeah. it's murder <laughs> Yeah, so it's gone way wrong. Way yeah, left. so it's like, <laughs> so it's literally like, what? Oh, it's so crazy. So one of my personal favorite, which I don't necessarily agree with, but I thought it was interesting that it popped up a few times. So some people are even saying that potentially Joseph D'Angelo, so the Golden Real. State Killer, could be involved. So he went to this diner time and time again, and he had waitresses call him Mister Happy. That was his nickname. That's what he went by. Dead ass. Yeah. Dead ass. And so one of the days, one of the waitresses um, was like pulling up her pants because, you know, they fit in the morning. They don't fit at night. We all know those old baby jeans, how they do. We know. (laughs) And so he was like, what, your pants don't fit or whatever? She was like, yeah, I just didn't, you know, you know how it is. He brought her a belt from Hot Topic, which was like all wrapped up and everything. And he said to Mm -hmm. her, you could wear it around your waist or your neck, whatever fits best. (gasps) Yeah. Nope. Hell no. Hell no. Which is so (laughs) chilling. So chilling. (laughs) I know. I'm literally like, what the F? And then obviously truckers, like long haul truckers are one of those crazy things that are talked about which i think makes sense it being right off of a major highway it does and that also (laughs) lends to a smaller group of people Mm -hmm. you know or even a single killer yeah um a long-haul trucker yeah that would make way more sense and then i've heard you know that people like they won't have noticed a smiley face or anything like that around the bodies when they're discovered and then people will go and put them there. Yeah, I've heard that too. Fact, to yeah. allude to the smiley face killers. Smiley face killers. One of the girls said that this kid had gone missing on campus. I can't, uh, I don't even know if I had ended up copying it and pasting it. But she said that the, where the river the kid had died after he, when he, it was either a couple days after he was discovered or when he was discovered on this uh, they were at a nice college that on the bridge was a spray painted smiley face and then it ended up being covered up like they ended up like washing it off or or putting new stuff over it but I thought that was really interesting but I mean you know there's like all kinds of stuff like that is wild you got you the thing is you can go there are so many different realities that could happen within this situation that 
you just you stay all day and read it and subread it because yeah. you're just like oh yeah well that makes sense that makes sense that makes sense yeah and it's just I mean, hopefully we find out, but I mean, I guess of no more cases. I mean, if it happened in 2019, then obviously it's not Joseph D'Angelo, but right. God, I thought that was a really, that one was my favorite because I was like, wow, Joseph D'Angelo, that'd be nice. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. That would be yeah. amazing. Yeah. So that I'm is the saying. smiley face killers. Ah, oh, good one. Wild. That's always a good one because you never know. Yeah. None of it makes sense. None of Mm -mm. it makes sense. Nope. No. And I'm like, don't be taken up for the medical examiner because they didn't do their job. Mm hmm. No, seriously, though. It's just crazy because it's like all of these theories. I mean, sure, you could see and it could make sense, but ultimately it's like, God bless, how many serial killers are there really out there that are continuing to commit these insane crimes? Right. Yeah. Right insane so wild good one thank you thank you that was good one I that was fun we should do one of these a week until Halloween (laughs) yeah I completely agree you know I love that Uh, so anything anyways guys along with my case like kitties if you have any information on any of these missing guys from any of the states again it's a really huge um case that's going on and it's a theory too so who's to say that it's real or not but I thought it was interesting enough that all of these cases had so much in common Um, but if you know anything don't be afraid to reach out if you saw anything weird you were at that Celtics game in 2017 you know speak out yeah Yeah, see something say something come on now yes exactly yeah so that's our true crime episode I hope we spooked you enough because they're both (laughs) unsolved (laughs) going into Halloween Yes, mm. I'm just saying, don't, and don't be putting your ass on Craigslist. Don't do it, guys. Okay. Stay we off of Craigslist, that. please. We don't be careful on <laughs> yes. Tinder. Be just yes. be careful everywhere. Did you see that thing I'm where girls saying. were sticking their, putting their cameras on record, and then walking through the store with their phone in their back pocket, and watching yeah. guys like take pictures of them? So yes. I actually did that once, and I, I had two people take pictures of me in Target. And I didn't see it until I got out of the car, and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, Isn't that my insane? God. Yeah, I was like, yeah. listen. What has Mm-mm. me right now is all, you know, TikTok got me. I'm just saying, late I love night TikTok. TikTok, I can't do it. But all the videos of, you know, the close calls and these oh people, my God. you know, walking out and they're videoing it happening. You yeah. know, these people are like approaching them or mm-hmm. following them. I'm just like, mm-hmm. girl, get in your car. Like, get it out. gives me such anxiety that I'm like, do, who do I need to call? This ain't live, but I need to call somebody. Who do I need to call? <laughs> I need to call them right now. This is two weeks ago, but somebody needs to know. I'm just saying, let, mm-hmm. let's just everyone be aware of our surroundings. Yes. Get those self-defense keychains. Yeah. Boy, girl, anyone. Keep a knife on you like I yes. do at all times. Get you a stun gun, something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get you something. If you're in states where they have legal carry, do it. Yeah. Go in groups. <gasps> Go in groups. Yes. Always. Always. <laughs> it's harder always. to take you down. 
Also, everybody, just a great addition here. If you don't have the app Noonlight, I will link to it in the show notes. Yes. You need to download it. It is a great thing for everyone to have. Yes. Yeah. It is. So. For sure. Well, yeah. everyone be safe. Ugh. Yes. These things, especially in Long Island. Y'all, I'm mm-hmm. just telling you, I'm putting it out there. It ain't good. <laughs> it ain't it's not. Good. It's not. All over. We're hoping he's old as hell and uh-huh. he can't kill no more. But That's, yes, the families of these victims need justice. Yeah, they need, absolutely. you know, they need to see whoever this is pay for what they've done. So. Yeah. Yeah. So on that <gasps> note, guys, anything else you want to yeah. add on Kitty? Anything else you want to say? I don't think so. I think just stay right. safe and, you know. Yeah. Everybody stay Do safe. Give God permission. <laughs> yes. <laughs> stay sexy. And don't get murdered. I wish. Oh. All right, guys. Well, stay yes. well. Be well. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Okay, bye. bye.